Welcome to your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. Let's get things started with a look at that weather command forecast. Today, partly cloudy. Highs 25 to 30, southwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, colder, mostly cloudy, lows 5 to 10, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday, mostly cloudy, highs 25 to 30, south winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday night, mostly cloudy, lows 10 to 20, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday, partly cloudy. Cloudy. Highs 25 to 30. West winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday night, colder, partly cloudy. Lows 5 to 10. New Year's Day, mostly cloudy. Highs 20 to 25. Sunday night, partly cloudy. Lows around 5 above. Monday, mostly cloudy. Highs around 20. Monday night, partly cloudy. Lows around 5 above. Tuesday, mostly cloudy. Highs 15 to 20. Tuesday night, partly cloudy. Lows around 5 above. Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Highs 20 to 25. Coming up on Monday, Montana at noon. Big projects are being undertaken at MSU Northern to increase student population. And wildlife biologists are embarking on a multi-year project in the Lower Clark Fork near Knoxon in Sanders County to better understand what is influencing elk populations. Let's have a look at some news. What it means to be a cowboy, like many other things, has changed throughout time. Dick Grenell, a Haver local cowboy recently inducted into the Montana Cowboy Hall of Fame, explains the unique differences about being a cowboy today in comparison to the 1960s. Today they have professional cowboy schools going on, and then they got machines for people to, in the rough stock events, they got artificial bucking machines or whatever. Everything has changed considerably. The equipment's changed a lot, you know, bareback rigging, saddle bronc saddles, and the rough stock stuff, that's all changed. And then our team roping horses and the, the ropes of today, it's all so much higher quality than back in the old days. But it's not just the equipment that's changed. Dick Grenell explains the different ways businesses operated in Haver, Montana, not so long ago. Well, back in the days when I was just trying to be a rancher, grow into one or whatever, Jack Norman had the GI store on First Street, and it was full of GI clothing in the basement and all kinds of Western tack on top, saddles and everything imaginable, cowboy life or rancher life. And Back in them days, you could go in there and buy a new saddle and a whole wardrobe of clothes and new spurs and bridles and everything and just pay for it in the fall. That was just pretty unique. But, of course, Jack knew he was going to sell some calves and bring in the money later on. Anyway, he's 94 years old, I believe, and he has always been just a great person. The city of Haver has a problem primarily with the fire station. The building has tested positive for high levels of surface asbestos, lead, and other heavy metals. Josh Miller, a city council member and chair of the safety committee, explains the challenges in addressing the issue. Budget is a huge concern. How are we going to pay for this? It's going to take time to come up with a plan as to how we're going to pay for this. Now, with that said, though, I think we should be a little more pro proactive. I'm an elected official. I sit as a chair on the safety uh, committee, and there's not a whole lot I can do from where I'm at. So I understand that planning for uh, how to pay for this and things like that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. Of course, it's a hurdle, but in the meantime, let's do what we can do. We know some of the steps that it's going to take in order to remediate these some of these problems. We know what we can do in the off seasons. And so I think whatever we can do, that's what we should be doing. Let's, let's get it going. Big projects are being undertaken at MSU Northern. Overall, the chancellor, Greg Kegel, says that the projects are geared toward gaining and keeping more students at MSUN. I've been working on uh, the things, I call them the amenities that 
that will bring students here, that will help bring students here. And I always tell everybody, you know, students come for the education. We're a, a university that has a proven track record with quality programs, but we need more students. And I need more students for those needs that the industry have. Our industry partners are screaming at me that this campus can't be the best kept secret in the state or the country. We, you got to get the word out. We need more of those students. We want more of them. And so the things that I'm working on the most are the things that I feel will help bring students to campus. And then once they're here, keep them here. Chancellor Kegel continues to explain the projects he's working on that will hopefully bring in more students. I'm working on a project right now. We're calling it the Aurora Complex. And it's a major facility that will be on the campus. And it will be a uh, health and rec center for the students. And I will tell you right now, when we put that building on this campus, it will be a game changer for our ability to attract students. That's what it's about. I'm doing things like that. The equine program that, that we're looking at right now, we just had a major donation of, of land to start a equine facility. I'm doing that one. That, again, has a lot to do with student life, you know, the engagement part. According to the DEA, the dangerous drug fentanyl has been entering America at record rates. But according to Andrea Thomas, the founder of Voices for Awareness, a nonprofit that focuses on spreading awareness on the dangers of illicit fentanyl, Montana's approach to the fentanyl crisis has been positive. Montana certainly has been a highlight. Working with the kind people there that are um, so compassionate to the people in your state and concerned. So that has been a highlight for recently. We began working with the recovery community, and that does give me hope. Governor Gianforte, alongside 24 other Republican governors, called on President Joe Biden to end the COVID-19 public health emergency and its associated mandates. The governors wrote, while the virus will be with us for some time, the emergency phase of the pandemic is behind us. They continued, the PHE is negatively affecting states primarily by artificially growing our population covered under Medicaid. Both traditional and expanded populations, regardless of whether individuals continue to be eligible under the program. Governor Gianforte and the other governors urged the president to end the national emergency and public health emergency in April, providing notice to states well in advance to allow them to plan for the future. Wildlife biologists are embarking on a multi-year project in the Lower Clark Fork near Knoxon in Sanders County to better understand what is influencing elk populations. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks biologists are partnering with researchers at the University of Montana, W.A. Frank College of Forestry and Conservation, to carry out a comprehensive study of elk populations. This winter and spring, biologists and researchers will begin capturing elk, mountain lions, wolves, and black bears. The goal is to catch 60 elk, 10 mountain lions, 10 bears, and 5 wolves and fit the animals with GPS radio collars to track their movements, help evaluate population numbers, and identify the different causes of elk mortalities. Female elk will also receive implants that detect when and where calves are born so biologists can capture and collar the young animals for tracking survival and mortality rates. Another part of this project will include studying effects of timber management on elk habitat and distribution. This will include surveying the types of forage and forested habitats that elk are using throughout the year. Research will also try to better understand how hunting pressure drives elk movements on public and private land throughout hunting season. Here are today's wheat prices. 
In Hill County, winter wheat is selling for $8.30 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.76 per bushel. In Blaine County, winter wheat is selling for $8.20 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.71 per bushel. In Liberty County, winter wheat is selling for $8.35 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.76 per bushel. In Shoto County, winter wheat is selling for $8.00 and 30 cents per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.76 per bushel. And in Phillips County, winter wheat is selling for $8.15 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.66 per bushel. We have no funeral notices to report on today, so let's get a final recap of that Weather Command forecast. Today, partly cloudy. Highs 25 to 30, southwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, colder. Mostly cloudy, lows 5 to 10, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday, mostly cloudy. Highs 25 to 30, south winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 10 to 20, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday, partly cloudy. Highs 20 25 to 30, west winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Saturday night, colder, partly cloudy, lows 5 to 10. New Year's Day, mostly cloudy, highs 20 to 25. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows around 5 above. Monday, mostly cloudy, highs around 20. Monday night, partly cloudy, lows around 5 above. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, highs 15 to 20. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows around 5 above. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, highs 20 to 25. That wraps up your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Eric Gray. Thanks for listening and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. I look forward to seeing all of you next time right here for Montana at Noon.